Are you ready to find the missing link in your wellness journey? Do you want to learn how specialized women-owned businesses can collectively help you achieve the goals you want for your mind, body, and soul? Hi, my name is Dr. Kelly Alhui, founder of Orthopelvic Physical Therapy, and Molly Atala, former teacher and manager of Orthopelvic. Together, we are on a mission to help women know that there is help for whatever their needs are. From cosmetic tattoo artists to naturopath doctors, we break down different methods and treatment that women may not know are available to them by drastically improving their quality of life. We believe that no one can achieve the results they desire going down one path with one practitioner. And that is why we come together to collaborate. This podcast is for all women, especially for those who want more information on improving their overall well-being and would like to learn about methods and treatment and care that they may be unaware of. So let us connect the pieces of the puzzle for you. While listening, you will learn about local female-run businesses and understand that when providers work together to have a collective approach, we can reach the best outcomes for you. Let's get into today's episode. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Collaborative Connections by Orthopelvic PT. I am your host for this week, Molly Atala, and I am joined by the light, by the bright, Dr. Lauren Navarrete. So Dr. Lauren is one of our very own intrepid PTs on staff here at Orthopelvic Physical Therapy, and she has been with us for some months now, and I thought it would be really awesome for our audience and for other, you know, women, local business owners out there to kind of hear her perspective and kind of what she feels about pelvic health, how she ended up here, all of that beautiful stuff. So without further ado, Dr. Lauren, welcome. Hello. Thank you. Thank you, Molly. That was such a sweet uh, introduction. Um, You're so deserving. I wish it should have been 10 times longer. Um, You can't see Dr. Lauren, but she is so wonderful. Her smile lights up all of the rooms and patients love her. So Dr. Lauren, tell us what inspired you to do what you're doing. So you are a doctor of physical therapy. You have your doctorate. Mm -hmm. That's pretty fantastic. Um, What inspired you to go down that path? Well, I remember when I was in college, I originally was in engineering, aerospace engineering of all things. And I don't know why, but I definitely, you know, had a very big passion for outer space, space, constellations, things like that. But I quickly realized that I was like, okay, this isn't quite for me. And what I was like trying to reassess in my life was, okay, what do I like to do? Because I want to switch my major. And at first I was just like kind of lost, didn't know what to do. But then I was doing research and I knew I wanted to help people. I knew I wanted to do something of service to people and just be like a healer of some sorts. And when I was in high school, I was involved with a lot of anatomy. And that's what led me to the path of pursuing physical therapy. And that is definitely kind of like a, a weird switch there, but I was able to definitely incorporate my passion for kind of like spacey things and the physical body together now with with how I practice now. That's amazing, Dr. Lauren. I think I'm sure everyone can relate to kind of going in with a goal. I don't know why they allow, you know, 17, 18 year olds to go to college and then pick a major and a career path. It's Agreed. Yeah. It's Uh, very crazy. No. Yeah. Um, 
college is a scam, but <laughs> agreed, agreed. <laughs> uh, I loved, I loved learning, but, and I definitely, mm-hmm. that's my whole retirement plan. I just want to be an old person who audits classes so nice. I can do all the discussions and read all the books and I don't have to do any of the papers. Perfect. <laughs> um, but I mean, I could definitely answer this next question myself, but I'd love mm-hmm. to hear from you first. Um, what do you find makes you unique as a practitioner? That's a, that was definitely a, when I read this question, I was like, Oh, this is pretty tough, but kind of just like what I was saying, you know, really integrating my spacey vibes, my spacey like passion with the physical body, because I definitely think that I really like to incorporate that spiritual side, mental health side, and not just, you know, focus on people's physical bodies, but really tapping into what makes them them and how it is a relationship between their physical body and their spiritual self and really helping to heal the whole person and just helping them to like awaken that side that they don't need to be afraid to feel that way. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, if it's not someone's, you know, their cup of tea, then I'm not going to push it on them. But people definitely, I think, can benefit from connecting to who they are as a whole person with all of that incorporated into their physical care as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, Dr. Kelly and I are definitely on the same page with that of just, I guess that you really can't have a ton of experience in pelvic health and not see that spiritual, emotional, mental connection and just how much is stored in the pelvis. And that if you're um, at all familiar with chakras, like our root chakra, so foundational to our sense of belonging and how we're interacting in the world. And it is really cool to see and when patients kind of connect in that way. But yeah, let's shift and kind of more specifically, tell me about your passion for pelvic health. It really is. I mean, clearly it's becoming more popular now, but it's still very much a niche. And there are so many people who do not know at all that you exist. No, yeah, that's so true. It's it's definitely one of those things where I had no idea what it even was, even when I was in college pursuing physical therapy. It wasn't until I graduated college, I got my bachelor's degree. I didn't quite commit to going to PT school yet, so I worked as just an aide at a PT clinic, but one of the physical therapists there, she was a women's health specialist, mm-hmm. and it was funny because I, I knew that her patients would go into their rooms with her, mm-hmm. you know, didn't know what was going on in the rooms, but every time they walked out, they were like, oh my gosh, like, this has been life-changing for me. Like, this has really been the thing that people have been missing that have they haven't directed me towards this before, and I was like, what? I was like, what is going on? Like, this is just so magical. But there was like just a wonderful sense of like womanhood, woman empowerment, things like that. And I was just like feeling it. I was just feeling it, not even knowing exactly what was happening. But I definitely, you know, I started asking my coworker who was the woman specialist. And I was like, so like, what do you do? And, and that's when she started teaching me about all the different things. And I just like, it was honestly just the sense of the, the when people would just really, really feel like they were being heard and mm. actually helped for something they had no idea that existed before. And I was like, wow, I want to help people achieve that goal in their lives. And I want to be that person to help them with something that they've never really known was affecting their lives before. And so when I went into PT school, I was like, I know I want to get involved in women's health. Like this is definitely where I want to be. I want to help empower women and just help them learn about their own bodies, give them the autonomy to know that, hey, I do have control over my body. It's not just there. It's not just like a Mm. piece of me that Mm -hmm. I, it's so foreign. Like I really like helping people connect 
to that part of their body, their pelvic floor. And then now too, I am so passionate about helping men too. Cause before mm. I was like, oh yeah, like I want to help women, but even men don't know about their pelvic floors. So it's like now definitely evolved into me wanting to help men, women, everyone on the spectrum, wherever they may be along the binary. And so I, I definitely just wanna, that's where my passion really comes into is just helping people with something they didn't even realize could help them heal. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, first of all, uh, that was an amazing answer. You totally blew me away with that narrative. Thank you, Dr. Lauren. And I I love that really everybody who works at orthopelvic is really drawn to being service oriented, being a healer, being a helper. That's so important to us. And also just like something that you really need to work here is a passion, not just for the physical, but for the mental, for the spiritual. And it's so interesting. In an earlier interview we did with Nadia Hashimi, the Sufi spiritual healer, she talked about in spiritual healing, this kind of concept of going in where there's been trauma and kind of reconnecting. And she kind of calls it like turning the lights back on. And I feel like that's something we so see with our patients where, you know, even if it's a part of their lives that they've ignored. So maybe there's, maybe there's pain with intercourse and it's just with penetration, but then they get into it. They have a good time during intercourse. They have an orgasm. And then, but there's just kind of this lingering sense of every time of like, oh yeah, that hurts at the beginning. And they've kind of just said like, okay, well, this is just sex for me. Mm -hmm. And then maybe you come in and you see, if this is you, you come in, you see Dr. Lauren, you start working on this actively. You're connecting with your partner by doing your homework and kind of approaching this. You're getting into your body. Um, You're feeling not let down by your body, but the strength of what it means to really work with your body. And that's when we kind of see too of like turning the lights back on. And there will be, I would say, tears on the table at any stage, really. It's so cool. You know, sometimes when we're really being opening up at that first appointment, sometimes that's a really emotional time. Yeah. Um, Or the first time, you know, a patient, um, you know, goes on a run and doesn't have leakage or has intercourse without pain. Or, um, you know, some of my favorites are patients who come to us who've never been able to have um, penetrative intercourse with their spouse and their main goal is to get pregnant. And when they come in and bring us, you know, send us that text or bring us that positive pregnancy test. But it's such a like, even more than those tangible goals, you can see when they walk in, like from the first appointment of kind of like hunched a little bit, Mm -hmm. shy, tentative, and then the confidence, like you said with that um, women's health practitioner, when they leave that room of like, they're standing up straighter, they're excited to be here. They often tell you too, which I love, they'll be like, I didn't know if this was gonna work at all and I was not sure. (laughs) And this is my favorite place. (laughs) That's so true. I definitely like, that's kind of like my biggest advice to people in the beginning is like it's hard to see in the present you know you're dealing with so many things this might be the first time you're even you know investigating your own body of like oh wow like I never really thought about this like wow I'm really oh my gosh I feel like I really am at rock bottom and it does you know it can feel like that in the beginning but I definitely tell people I'm like just trust you know trust the process believe in yourself invest in yourself and we can together achieve those goals that you have set forth for yourself. And it definitely, it takes time and it takes the body time, but we Mm -hmm. can get there as long as you really like, you believe in yourself that you can do this. And of course, like us as therapists, we're definitely there to help guide you, but it really is, you know, about empowering yourself to, to achieve those goals. Yeah. Yeah. And you can get there. Absolutely. And it is so, yeah, your belief in yourself and in the process is so huge to healing. Um, And since we're kind of talking about 
um, just that we all, you know, men, women, we all deserve access to this care. Um, how do you see like pelvic health? I mean, I'm hoping within the next couple of decades, we really see pelvic health integrate more into other branches of healthcare. Um, in your ideal world, like how would you see that playing out? What would you like to see more of? What I would really like to see more of is healthcare providers who aren't just physical therapists, who are more of like the, on the physician side of things, mm-hmm. be able to offer and educate their patients about pelvic health PT as being one of the first lines of defense instead of passing them around to different physicians, having them try, you know, the gynecologist, urologist, rheumatologist, and it's like, okay, you know, these things are definitely involved, but I would love if we tried to go to physical therapy first instead of as a last resort. I think that would be so helpful, especially where I see it the most is after women give birth. I feel as though it should be kind of one of those things where doctors should immediately say, yeah, go see a pelvic floor PT. But a lot of times what I hear is that a lot of moms just didn't know about it. And I was mm-hmm. like, oof, uh, I just wish if only. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think, um, yeah, it's really interesting because we know and the literature tells us that pelvic health PT really should be the first line of defense and is kind of the gold standard of the lowest level of intervention with the highest level of efficacy for a lot of issues. Like when you're talking about these postpartum like morbidities, like if people are having pelvic organ prolapse or leakage or tailbone pain or things like that, um, you know, if, if you're experiencing uh, pain with urination, pain with ejaculation, pain with, you know, sometimes pain after orgasm, all these different types of things that either men or women are seeking treatment for, it is really hard. And that also contributes to us having to really rebuild back up the spirit because it has been such a long road to get to us. And it could have been such a more direct route. Again, if we were following the research backed best practices, and I know it does, I think the stat is something, it takes something like 17 years for something that is researched (laughs) to actually be put into practice. Um, And I know coming from education that those gears definitely grind very slowly, but yeah, Yeah, I mean, I just, I hope that anybody listening to this, if you want to go in, if you have your next, your next PAP or your next yearly, and you want to talk to your primary care or your OBGYN and kind of say like, I'm learning about pelvic health. Like, is this something that's on your radar? Like you can say that that is something that um, would be perfectly acceptable and would be really kind of interesting to see because Dr. Kelly actually spends a lot of time going around, especially locally to different doctor's office and just educating. And she spends hours and hours doing that because we really just want to get people help and we want them to get it as expediently as possible. Yeah. And that's so true too, because we definitely want to go out to the community of physicians and educate them, but we also want you guys to be empowered to advocate for yourselves too. And it's, it's one of those things where sometimes you just don't know, but Mm -hmm. the more we can, we can learn and really, you know, be able to outreach to the community of our patients, but physicians as well. So that way people can just know more about the benefits of pelvic floor PT and how it can really just help, like Molly said, expedite healing. 
Absolutely. And I know for us in Virginia, so Virginia is actually what's called an open access state. So for physical therapy, you can receive and go to physical therapy for 60 days without any kind of referral. Um, so if you know, unfortunately, we do hear from a lot of people that they do ask um, their providers either during pregnancy or after birth for a referral to pelvic health PT only to be told, you know, do this when you're done having kids. It doesn't make sense to do it now, which is definitely not what research and experience tells us. But I think it would be, that is something interesting to know. And if you're not in Virginia, definitely looking up, looking that up in your state that you actually do have the power to seek and receive care without having that referral oftentimes. So that's pretty interesting, but anything that uh, you have had so many amazing patients, Dr. Lauren, I love, I love all of our patients, but any success stories that come to mind where you kind of had an experience similar to that mentor in that job that you had after college? Yeah. And like, what I would say is like success in the progress in progress right now, because I, I've only had a, a, a young lady come to me before saying that, you know, her and her boyfriend have never been able to have penetrative intercourse. And she was like really discouraged. She said she's tried everything and just hasn't, haven't been able to have any type of penetration occur. And you know, we've been slowly but surely getting there. But each time she's like, wow, I have honestly like so much hope now because I really am like noticing the improvements. I'm noticing how, yes, there might be like hiccups here and there, but there is this upward progression. And so she's like, I really felt like so, like I wasn't able to get towards this goal before, but, you know, working with you and really, you know, trusting in the process, I've really started to see that, wow, okay, I think I can achieve this goal of pain-free penetration because not only does she want to have that intimacy with her partner, but also just for, you know, different type of gynecologist exams too, because she wants mm -hmm. to make sure that she she's in optimal health because she hasn't had that done either. Yeah, so she can't get a pap smear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yes, that was like our original goal, but it's like, oh, you know what? Like, let's at, like focus on all aspects of health, but she is really starting to see like, oh, okay, yes. Like it's slow progress because it's been years worth of, you know, issue that she's been dealing with, but we are definitely getting there. So success in the making. I love that. I yeah. love that. Also, you sounded a hundred years old when you said, I have a young lady. I know. Um, I love it. I love it. You're, you're an elder. So besides getting to see me, uh, you know, every day. What is your favorite part about working at orthopelvic? Oh my gosh. I definitely, I tell people this all the time. Like this is definitely my dream job. I feel like I was like, wow, I really made it because I love working one with all women and it's, we are so good at being able to communicate with each other. We're not afraid to really like ask for our needs or have a conversation about where we can, you know, really optimize our business, our practice and our own work-life balance too. And it's just been like so nice to be just so comfortable with each person I work with. And then also just being able to have the autonomy in my own practice and being able to, you know, be trusted, like, oh yeah, like you got this. And I've been able to just kind of like do my thing and help people how I've always wanted to help them without, you know, these strict guidelines or anything like that. And so it's just been a, a really, really, really good, great experience for me to, to be able to help people how I want to help them. But of course, following best practices with research, but just, you know, working with people who support me. So, so I do absolutely. love that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it's just, yeah. So it's kind of like, um, kind of like public school versus private school. Um, like we're kind of in more of a, like being a, uh, being an out of network physical therapy practice, of course, we're following all the best guidelines yeah. for our patients, but then some of those 
stupid things that don't mm-hmm. make any sense like, and they hinder care. Yeah. Like when insurance tells us how to treat people, it's like, what are you kidding me? Yes, exactly. <laughs> like when you're saying, well, okay, so this person is really struggling with this particular pain point and this issue. And you're telling me that I shouldn't be treating that, but I should be treating this other thing that doesn't bother them at all. So it's just about, it's just about having the most direct route to the best care that your body needs. And it's so true about, um, I realized, I mean, I, I, do I definitely miss um, my my male teaching colleagues? You guys were great, but working in with all women, we all are really checking in on each other at an emotional level on any given day. Dr. Lauren recently came back from a bachelorette weekend, not her own, but we were checking in on her. And one of our admins, Kim said, oh, oh my gosh, Dr. Lauren, you're looking a little puffy. We need a couple of cucumbers because <laughs> she needed some sleep, you know? So and true. that's just something, you know, and we'll make each other a nice warm cup of tea and mm-hmm. things like that. It's yeah. just, it's just really nice. And you kind of, I just hope, I hope we don't take it for granted. I don't take it for granted. Uh, But okay. This is my favorite. Everyone knows who's heard this podcast. My absolute favorite question is our silly little wrap up, which is who is your celebrity crush? Also, Jim, if you're listening, you can also (laughs) contribute yours. I'll put it on the next episode. (laughs) Well, he knows this though, but my celebrity crush is definitely Ryan Reynolds. I've always had a crush on him for as long as I can remember. I watch like every movie he's in just to get a seat <laughs> to see him as this like specimen of a being. And, uh, but no, yeah. And then like a little silly celebrity crush slash character crush. I always like to tell people is Simba from the Lion King. Mm. Something about that mane. I always like to say that because it's just so funny. When I was a kid, I was like, I've got a crush on Simba, but he's a cat. He's a lion. So that's my little funny like tidbit there. But Ryan Reynolds and Simba. <laughs> I love that. And I definitely feel that uh, now that I'm watching and oh, also Jim is her fiance. Um, Dr. Lauren is affianced as of this moment. Um, but I, now that I'm watching movies with my toddler, watching animated movies, um, that's kind of coming back. So, uh, I don't know how you say his last name, but it's like Taryn is Egerton, Edgerton, the guy from, oh no. It's not like the gentleman's club. That sounds terrible. He was in, oh, is it the gentleman? I don't know. He is, he was in kind of like a, wow, my husband is dying right now as I'm, as I'm saying this. Um, no, I don't know. He was in some sort of like British FBI ish type of movie and everyone's dying right now and they know his name, but he is in sing and sing too. And he plays the gorilla Johnny. And every time I watch it, I think of this handsome man in his suit with his cool, like spy gadgets and stuff. And every time he sings, I like go into the room and I'm just like, Oh my God, I have a crush on this gorilla. (laughs) This is so awkward, but it's just coming back, you know? And I'm like, I know I'm like, Oh, Johnny has a song. Um, but yeah, I'm really, Really sorry that I can't remember. I know everyone is screaming right now what movies he was in. It's oh, are you gentleman. talking about the like the kings or something? Yes, yeah. the Kingsman. Kingsman, yes. <laughs> okay, not the Jones. <laughs> It was really far off. Uh, oh my goodness. All right. Well, I hope um, you're not left screaming at us right now and that everyone had a, a nice little chuckle, but I'm glad you got to get to know um, Dr. Lauren Moore and her, her spacey, spacey love. Yes. Um, but if you ever feel that Dr. Lauren is staring straight into her, your soul, now you know why. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming, Lauren. And definitely say hi and let her know that you know about Simba the next time you see her in yeah. office. Oh All right, Lauren. Bye. If you like this podcast, please download, share, and review so that we can continue to share our mission more widely 
and support even more women and women-owned businesses on their wellness journey and self-care journey. You can also find us at www.orthopelvicpt.com on Instagram and YouTube at orthopelvicpt and on TikTok at orthopelvicpt1. At orthopelvicpt, we are primarily pelvic health therapists that practice treating hip pain, low back pain, leakage, postpartum, pregnancy, pubic symphysis dysfunction, prolapse, tailbone pain, and the list goes on and on. Whether you are struggling with acute pain or chronic issues, we would love to chat with you and recommend the next steps of just giving us a call and we'd love to chat today. Thank you.